Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. It's the Voice Coach Podcast with me, Nick Redman, your own personal voice geek ready to guide you through getting the most out of your speaking voice. If you use your voice for a living as an actor, podcaster, voice artist, speaker or presenter, then this is the podcast for you. Let's crack on. Hey, voice fan. Hope you're well. I want to start this episode by setting up a wee game. So for every time you check your posture... You get a point (laughs) and I'll announce the prize at the end. Spoiler alert, the prize is just better postural awareness. You're welcome. (laughs) So welcome to this episode about why posture is important for reducing vocal fatigue. So I'm sure you're aware of the word posture, which essentially refers to how you hold your body when you're standing or sitting, basically. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had a grandparent or a parent Tell them to stand up straight (laughs) or stop slouching or any of that stuff. Now, we can go a wee bit more specific when it comes to posture in relation to voice. And the word that often pops up is alignment. And what does that really mean? Well, it kind of sort of is just a fancy term for posture, really. But it sort of refers more to the alignment of the joints within the body. So, you know, it's how the head, the shoulders, the spine, the hips, the knees, the ankles and the feet kind of, well, align with each other. (laughs) How they stack, basically. Let's just take a wee moment to notice your own body right now in this moment. Are you slouching in any way? (laughs) I can hear you adjusting yourself. Can you feel any tension in your body, your shoulders, your neck, your tummy, your wee bum cheeks? I often hold my bum cheeks. Checking in on all this stuff is becoming aware of your body how your body physically exists in the immediate space around you and essentially your posture and your alignment. And it's really important to notice this for your vocal technique. Now, remember in the earlier episodes when I spoke about how voice is a holistic experience, like it's not just these two wee flaps that flutter around in the larynx when the air hits them that makes voice. It is indeed the air hitting them. So that's the breath. The breath is housed in the ribs, which are attached to the intercostal muscles and the diaphragm, which are in turn attached to the spine. The spine is attached to the shoulders and the pelvis, which is attached to the thighs, the knees, the lower leg bones, the ankles, the feet. I mean, you get the point. (laughs) I mean, that song, the head bones connected to the neck bone, the neck bones connected to the backbone was very, very right. Who knew? God, these teachers know what they're talking about. So because of all these anatomical connections, it stands to reason that if one wee bit's out of whack, the rest may suffer. And in this instance, it can be the voice and vocal fatigue. And it basically boils down to a few main issues that come up the most. That might be your knees being locked or your weight being unevenly distributed over the feet. 
It could be that you're hunched over. Or it could be that your chin is jutting forward, like a curious turtle poking its wee head out in the morning sun. (laughs) If any of these things are familiar, then you might be making voicing a whole lot harder for yourself than it needs to be. And that's what can lead to early onset vocal fatigue. So if you're recording all day on an audiobook or batching recordings of a podcast or presenting at a conference all day, you really don't want to be making things any harder than they need to be. So let's just explore and see what affects what. So stand up if you can. I will, as is my habit, have a wee drink. Push the aisle chair back and stand up to walk you through this. And if you can't do that right now, you know, if it's not safe to stand because you're driving, please don't. (laughs) Just make a note and come back to this later. So let's start at the feet. Now, what happens if you lean back onto your heels? Where in the body do you feel response? What's kicking in? Can you feel the legs tensing up? Can you feel the bum tensing? What if you go forward on the toes? Can you feel the abdominals kicking in to keep you upright? Now, the abdominals need to be free to release on the inhale so that the appropriate muscle group that engages to control the release of the diaphragm and therefore offer voice support on the exhale, that muscle group is the transversus abdominis, or the lowest layer of abs, so that that can do its job. Really help us with that slow, consistent release of the airflow when we're voicing. So that's step one in how just an uneven distribution of weight can get in the way of some of the other muscular processes in the body that may make voicing a little harder. Right, let's shake that off. Shake it off. Onto the knees now. What can you feel happening when you lock your knees back? Does the pelvis shift a little? Can you feel tension in the back or the tummy? Locked knees is something that I see loads in my work, particularly with people who are on their microphones and who present in public, because it can be a nerves thing, and particularly with females, actually. But locked knees, which often come with tense thighs, causes additional tension in the lumbar region or the lower back and also the tummy, which affects both freedom of the diaphragm and actually the intercostals between the ribs because they're all connected via the abdominals and the muscles in the lower back. You know, the intercostals are connected to the ribs, the ribs to the spine, the ribs and diaphragm to the spine, the spine to the abdominals, everything's connected. So if you've got those knees locked back and you get a little bit of tension in the upper leg, the belly and the back, you're going to start affecting, again, freedom of the breath. Now give me a wee slouch. You can sit back down for this one if you fancy. But if you usually record standing up or speak standing up, then stay standing. So if you slouch over, classic moody teen or old lady or me at 4pm on a Friday. (laughs) Uh, Shoulders over. How does it feel taking a breath here? A little restricted, I would imagine. And what do you have to do in this position? Just explore now to get your face to an angle where you can reach what might be the microphone or the audience if you're presenting. The chin jot. You're right. My favourite. This is a big one. The owl chin jot. So standing or sitting where you are, I'd like you to start just making a noise. Any noise could literally be la la la, could be could be you speaking something you know you've got to speak soon if you happen to be near some text. And just start poking your chin forward. I'm going to start doing it as well. And you'll just notice all I'm doing is jutting my chin forward towards the microphone. And you'll notice how my voice changes, both in sound quality and I hope you believe me when I say how it feels. (laughs) I suddenly feel like I have to put loads more effort. If I wanted to get my voice to sound like it usually does in this position, I have to put loads more effort in. So this is how I talk normally with my uh, thinking about it, nice alignment and the chin back. 
if I start to bring it forward, it comes into this sort of almost muffled sound. There's much less pitch variety. It's much less interesting. Actually, it starts to get a little bit weird, a vocal full level <laughs> or level. And if I want to get my voice, I'm keeping my chin forward now. I can find my usual speaking voice, but it takes a heck of a lot of effort. It's pretty self-explanatory what's happening here. But like, if you imagine what happens when you're drinking through a straw and the straw gets a kink in it and it becomes harder to get the fluids up, the shape of the tube of the straw is affecting the use of the straw, the freedom of movement of stuff through the straw. Same with the voice. The shape of the vocal tract, so the area from the larynx to the mouth or the nose, if you imagine that as a tube, the shape of that tube affects the tone and freedom of the voice. If we jut the chin forward, we're twisting and bending the shape of that tube. So it takes a lot more effort to get the breath through. It takes a lot more effort to get the vocal folds closing. All the muscles in and around that laryngeal area start to have to kick in to get the larynx to tilt and move and raise and lower and do what it needs to do to voice. And more has to happen with the breathing mechanism and the support. And then you get tension in the shoulders and the back and yeesh. And voicing becomes a lot more effort than it needs to be. And that's what leads to vocal fatigue. So essentially, look, the body affects the voice and those three things, so the imbalance balance of weight over the feet and the locked knees, the hunching. I can't talk about this without actually doing it. (laughs) I'm acting it out like a little play. (laughs) And the chin jut are the main ones I see when working with professional speakers. Yeah, but what do I do, Nick? Uh Well, firstly, and yes, I'm going to say the word again, you've got to become aware. It's about your awareness of your own habitual posture day to day. In order to do that, let's frame it with a few questions. So ask yourself these four things. Okay, it's sort of four and a half. Where can I feel my weight in my feet when I stand or sit to speak? Do I lock my knees when standing? Or I'll just throw another one in here as well. Do I sit onto one foot or hip, as I like to call it the new mum lean? (laughs) Here's question three. Are my shoulders rolled forward in any way? And number four, am I reaching forward with my chin when I speak? There are some great physical practices out there that may be in your life already that are brilliant for becoming aware of and exploring your posture and your alignment within that posture. Like yoga and Pilates are really good for encouraging core stability, lengthening of the spine and flexibility, which are great for alignment. But I have to give a wee nod to Alexander Technique here. It's kind of the winner when it comes to alignment work in relation to voice. And oh, my days. If you've not done any Alexander Technique sessions in your life, you've not lived. I'm sure if you're listening and you've done some, you'll be nodding along with me nostalgically. We had an amazing teacher when I was training as a voice practitioner at Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London, um, Natasha Osorio. Oh, my gosh. Every time... I swear everyone who she touched fell in love with her. (laughs) Magic hands she had. (laughs) I used to come out of that class about six inches taller, I swear. And sort of energised. It's fascinating. Once you get the alignment in check, honestly, the freedom you feel is wonderful. I think I'll do a wee app on Alexander Technique with a guest maybe. So for now, what I'll do is talk you through my quick alignment check from the ground up that I tell myself before recording anything or speaking in public. It's based loosely, as I'm not an Alexander Technique teacher, though I do use elements of it in my practice, in the concept of FM Alexander's directions, they're called, which is sort of the mental instructions we can give ourselves during alignment awareness. 
And also it's based in the idea, which again comes from Alexander Technique, of not doing rather than doing. So it's much more about giving your body permission rather than a direct order. Okay, so here's what I say. And again, I encourage you to stand up or you can do this seated if you want to explore this while I'm here. So feet on the floor. Notice your toes. Give those a little wiggle. Notice the outer edges of your feet. Touching the floor. The heel and the inner edge of the feet all touching the floor. A bit like a suction cup. Allow the ankles to release. Allow the lower leg to feel long. Allow the knees to release or breathe, which I quite like as an image. Allow the thighs to feel long. Allow the hips to feel wide and released. Allow the tailbone to drop towards the floor. Allow the spine to lengthen. Allow the back to widen. Allow the shoulders to release. Allow the neck to be free to lengthen and the head to float up. And think back into the back. So just take a moment to notice how that feels. Does anything feel different? The answer may be yes. The answer may be I've no idea what you're talking about but I'll try again later. That's kind of a long mindful version. It only took a god less than a minute you know anyway but it's great to use if you have a few minutes before starting your speaking or pop it in your mid-session reset actually if you you feel a little gnarled and wizened after a few hours of speaking. The language is really important too so you'll notice I was saying allow the feel that kind of thing and it's really about remembering you're giving permission for the body to explore rather than a do so I'm not going release your legs, lengthen your spine, widen the back. It's allow. So I'm giving permission. Now there's also a quick version that I do, (laughs) which I'm pretty sure came from Dan Chalfin from the Primal Voice or vocalrehabilitation.com who I've done some stuff with. It's definitely inspired by him, but this is the one I do if I've got no time, (laughs) which is a lot of the time, but here we go. So feet hip width apart, feeling the floor, knees released, Bum heavy, spine long, neck free. And then I tend to do a nice sigh of relief. (sighs) Now I do employ that a lot day to day as a reminder because, you know, actually when you just stood boiling the kettle or what have you, it's quite useful to start popping these things in your routine. You know, if you're trying to embed a new habit, stick it on the end of another one, i.e. the habit of boiling the kettle. (laughs) I get a lot done then, but I'm very used to that longer, more mindful one. So my body, when I start to do that short one, goes, oh yeah, we know what she's doing. So do take a little bit of time with that longer list first so your mind gets used to how you're trying to affect the change before you start whizzing through something while you're um, getting your brew on. I think this is definitely a topic I'm going to come back to because already I'm thinking about more things I want to say. But for now, your task in this journey to a free, easy and reliable voice is becoming aware of your alignment when speaking, okay? We can't do anything to improve until we become aware. So just a recap of those questions. Where can you feel your weight in the body? Are your knees locked? Are your shoulders rolled forward? Does your chin jut out? And tell you what else I'd recommend is write down that longer list, the one that was sort of loosely based on Alexander Technique, but not completely. Write down that list of directions from earlier in the episode. Pop it in your office, your booth, your bathroom, and just run through that little checklist each day. You know, before you record or before your conference call or before you present, whatever you happen to be doing. 
oh, show me on social media. Tag me and tell you what, print it out, stick it up, tag me in a picture of your directions list and at me on Instagram. So I'm at Nick Red Voice at Nick Red Voice. Let's add some flipping accountability to this process, okay? So this is no longer a podcast where you're just going to listen and go, that was nice. I want you to do the thing, okay? Because <laughs> it's about vocal improvement. So I've also put some links on Alex Tech and a video of chin jutting and mic position from my YouTube channel in the show notes, as well as a link to the sort of original Alexander Technique book, if you're interested in more. I mean, there's loads of stuff on it, but um, that one was written by... Alexander himself. And let me know how you get on. Once again, thanks for listening. Hope to see some of you on Instagram at Nick Red Voice. And I will uh, speak to you next time. And how many times did you check your posture? <laughs> well done. Thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. For even more tips, tricks, exercises, and general crack, head over to our Facebook community, The Voice and Accent Hub. Thanks again.